Welcome to the GNA Podcast, Games, Nerds, and Alcohol, where we get drunk and talk about stuff. Or, in my case, we get drunk to forget the pain. I'm your host, Cecil Xavier. I am staring at a blue shark right now with a whole notepad full of notes, and I am terrified. Absolutely terrified of what is to come next. But how are you doing, blue shark? I am doing fantastic. How about you, sir? Uh, You know what? The rum is kicking in. Um, I'm warm, I'm fuzzy, and I'm not 100% sure, but I'm pretty sure I can't feel pain. And there's the Zyber blood over there giving us some, uh, giving us some nipple birds. How you feeling over there, Zyber? I feel like a little worm on a big fucking hook. I am tired. I am very, very tired. A little worm um, on a big fucking hook. Yeah. I bet your parents are proud. Uh, at least one parent is proud that I know of. Oh. But yeah, I'm I'm doing all right, I guess, for uh, the situation. Um, yeah. The situation. The situation. Yeah. Uh, the situation of being tired. Like I could literally go lay down right now and pass out for the next like twenty hours. God, I wish I could pass out for 20 hours. Longest I've ever slept in my entire life was 16. And that was after being awake. That that was after getting about 30 minutes of sleep a night for about a month. And then going for the last three days without actually sleeping at all. I actually stayed up and I was playing uh, Final Fantasy 7, I think. I got done. I beat the damn game. I laid down in my bed, closed my eyes, opened them up and went, what day is it? Sounds about right. And we got a D from Microbrew Gamers. D, how you feel tonight, man? Actually, it sounds like less bad than the rest of you fools. <laughs> like, not as shitty. I mean, not feeling great today. I think I'm catching something, but alcohol will kill it. Yeah, I was going to say, enough alcohol in the bloodstream. Whatever virus is in there will move out very quickly. That's why the entire time in my military career, I never came down with like a wicked sore throat or, uh, you know, like you know, like strep throat. Because every time it started to feel scratchy and sore, I got out of work and did a few shots and it was all better. But they happen to be Everclear or 151, so. Yeah, that's that's an instant way of, of clearing out anything in your system. Yeah, so. It works, I guess. Shit, yeah. Well, speaking of alcohol, let's go down the board and see what everybody's drinking. Um, I'll start tonight since I know what I've been drinking. Since he's finally drinking again. Uh, I am drinking... That sham wow dude. Drinking heavily. Um, I've been drinking, and this is going to sound horrible, but I've actually... There's been one night of sobriety in since, like, not last Wednesday, but the Wednesday before. I've been yeah. obliterated every night. and Yeah, because you've been in pain. It's mostly because I just don't want to feel pain, and I hate taking drugs. And I know alcohol is a drug, so don't don't get on my case about that. But I know what alcohol does to me. So when you sober up, you should be healed. <laughs> yeah. I mean, you know, oxycodones and flexorols and all that other crap. I honestly don't know what that does to my system. I just know that I don't like it. I know what alcohol does. <laughs> I know how to process that. My, my body has been a nice tuned machine to process alcohol. So I'm going to stick with that until I finally can uh, get rid of some of this pain and then I'll ease back on it. So there's probably a show in the near future that I'm just going to be saying, no, guys, I'm good. Not drinking. 
<laughs> I haven't touched anything in a couple weeks. I'm good. <laughs> I need your new liver and kidneys, guys. <laughs> anybody, anybody my blood type? Hey, guys. Hey, guys. I got my five-day coin. Yeah. I got my five-day coin, guys. Yeah. Yeah, That's that, that'll be one. That'll be one of the shows coming up here soon. Let's go around the room, man. D, what are you drinking, guy? I'm actually trying something new. It's uh, from Samuel Adams, so it's, you know, bigger brewery, but it's a cherry wheat. Really? Crisp and slightly sweet. It's got 5.3% alcohol by uh, volume and 23 IBUs, so it's more on the sweet side, not on the bitter side. And first, you get like a nice little crisp sweet taste, but then you get hit with a bit of cherry aftertaste, but not like sweet cherry, just like cherry without any type of sugar type. Nice. No, not that artificial cherry, but it's solid cherry. I believe that is a bitter cherry. You know what I just realized, though? I told you guys that I'm drinking heavily. I never freaking told you what I was drinking. (laughs) Good job, Cecil. And we just skipped and went right around. I was just rolling with it. Just roll with it. That's my motto. So I'm drinking. uh, I've got a 16-ounce glass, and this is my second one of it. and And I fill it about... A quarter of the way up with this really nasty rum called Rye and Nephews. But it's like 130 proof. So it gives me the alcohol I'm looking for. And then I fill the other half of the glass with Kraken. That still leaves a quarter of a glass left. Is that the is that the soda? I was going to say, I, I actually, uh, when I say up to a half, I actually fill it up to about three quarters the rest of the way with, with Kraken. And then I splash some diet caffeine-free because we don't want to have all that caffeine in our system. We want to avoid all those carbs. So I splash some soda in there, and then I stir it a little bit, and I drink it. Is it sad that I actually had a coffee and then beer? No. No, no, no. That's solid. That's solid. It's perfectly fine. Uh, the, the amount of alcohol that you're going to consume on this show probably isn't going to be enough to really hamper your kidneys and having all that processing of all that caffeine and all that alcohol. The amount of alcohol I am consuming is probably not legal in some states. They might even say it might be close to unhealthy. Uh, yeah. Yeah, I'd go down that route. But Blue, what are you drinking tonight, man? Well, I'm joining, enjoying a GNA Classic with a nice glass of Pyrat with one oh. giant-ass ice cube. Hey, I'm shocked you didn't say Blue Moon. <laughs> yeah, I thought you were going to be like, oh, yeah, I'm enjoying a GNA Classic. You tell me the last episode I was on where I drank Blue Moon. <laughs> I can tell you the last episode we were on that we all drank Blue Moon. The episode that we... <laughs> yeah. I remember that one. Oh, God, that was great. That was so freaking great. God, I love Pyrite. Actually, Damoc came down uh, yesterday to check on us, and he brought a he brought a bottle of Pyrite with him. It's sitting on my table, and as soon as I finish out this gargantuan... Okay, so here's a funny thing. So we get back, we go to the doctors, we we hit up, we, he's like, yeah, we're going to assign you all this other stuff. We're going to get you this, we're going to get you that. I'm like, look, I really don't want any drugs. He's like, just get them just in case you might need them. He says, take them at your discretion. He says, but just get them. He's like, just, just, it's better to have them and not need them than need them and not have them. I said, all right, well, that's a good point. So we go to the pharmacy and we pick up all these drugs. We come back. So the next day I'm sitting at work and my wife sends me a text and says, Hey, I stopped by the pharmacy for you. And I'm sitting there going, we were just at the pharmacy. What the hell is she talking about? I open it up and she sends me a picture of the ABC store. 
the liquor store. <laughs> nice. Oh, nice. that's nice. I thought that's what you were referring to as the liquor store. But oh, okay, she did it. No, she sends me a picture of, of her of her like standing in front or a picture of her. Sorry, a picture of the ABC store that she was standing in front of, and I'm sitting there scratching my head, going, "What the hell is she talking about?" And literally, I realized that the night before, I had said, "No, I don't want any of that. I've got my own medication here," and I poured a big, big glass of rum and coke. So it was just it was funny as hell. <laughs> Three days later, Cecil gets it. <laughs> yeah, I'm just waiting for wake up with bacon in my mouth. <laughs> What about you, Zyber? <laughs> what are you drinking, man? I am drinking a uh, Pipeworks Brewing, uh, Glacius, uh, Um It is a Belgian-style Indian pale ale. Um, oh. I've had it on the show before. Um, it's it's like one of those all-day drinkers, so... Wait a second, I didn't know, hold on, back I up. I didn't know there was an IPA that was Belgian-style. Yeah. Belgian-style, the wheat beers. That's what just hit me. I'm like, wait a minute, a Belgian-style IPA? That... That sounds amazing, but that sounds yeah. wrong. Sounds like sounds nope. like the Dutch are out stealing stuff again. Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> it's like it's like they went around and they said, "Hey, you know what? We're going to make one of those, but we're not Indians." Shh. It's like German style IPA, German style APA. What are you up to? German style pierogies. Wait, Poland makes pierogies. Wait. Yeah, that doesn't make any sense. Up is down. Down is yep. up. Cats liking dogs. This is this is an apostrophe. Wait a minute, not an apostrophe. Apocalypse. No. Crap, it's an A word that I can't recall, but I will. Eventually. 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 Anyways, next thing. I, I, you know what, Zyber, I bet you thought I was going to forget your damn drinking, What didn't you? You, you thought I was going to be like, just glaze right yeah. over you. Eh, I'm used to it now. I could see it in yep. your friggin' face. He was like, yeah, nope. he's gonna miss me. But I was tempted as soon as Cecil started to tell us what he was uh drinking, I was really I was close to just basically interrupting him and saying, Blue, what are you drinking? <laughs> that would have been great. <laughs> that would have been awesome. That would have been freaking awesome. Missed opportunities. And then I pull out a can of blue moon and everyone laughs. laughs. <laughs> <Hey>! <laughs> And then he then he hits a jukebox and it starts playing a tune. Hey! <laughs> all right, all right, all right, all right. All right. Well, uh, state of games, everybody. State of games. What's everybody? I, Blue's playing something right now, so I can see the freaking thing off said. So, Blue, what the hell? Are you, what's your state of games, man? Um, I am going back in time. I'm. I finally beat um, uh, Splinter Cell Conviction on uh. It's called Realistic Difficulty. Um, yeah, because they have a new one in the next one, which is called Perfectionist. So I beat it in Realistic Difficulty, and that was a lot of fun. Um, and now I'm working on the next game, which is Splinter Cell uh, Blacklist, and I am struggling with the difference in controls and mechanics and stuff, so I've put it back to normal. I'm trying to get all my gear back, because apparently it didn't save from my 360 version. And so I'm working on that and hoping to beat this on both realistic, which I can use executes, so that'll be a fun playthrough. And then there's a mode called perfectionist, which they take away the execute kill option. And, you know, it's just left to you and your 
pointing skills with your pistol to take out multiple hostiles as fast as possible if you need to. And that's about it. God, that rum looks good. Oh, it's delicious. It's got, I love those citrus notes. Oh, man. I don't know whether I'm going to buy... I think I'm going to try to buy something different. I think I'm going to stay away from buying the same thing twice. Except for whiskey. I'll always keep whiskey and now possibly tequila in the house at all times. Man after my own heart. What about you, Zyber? What's your state of games there, guy? Well, uh, pretty much all week I've been playing Dominia and um, uh, Lego Marvel superheroes. A little bit of Overwatch and Paladins. And just today started some uh, Street Fighter vs. Tekken. Wow, man, that's like that's all over the place, man. Yeah, that's yeah. Uh, that's not even like one genre. You just you just leapfrogged across everything you possibly could there. Oh, oh, and I have a whole shit ton of indies that I've played this week, also, other than Dominia. I they're just too many to go through. I mean, I have three hundred and ninety-five games on Steam, and only a little bit of that I touched. So I was like, eh, all right, I'll jump into some stuff that I have not played yet. No VR? Uh, no VR. I thought you were, I, I literally thought we were going to lose you to VR. I thought we were going to show up one day and it was going to be like Lawnmower Man. No, I need a, a new CPU uh, to do VR because uh, with my current CPU, it fails and my system crashes. So, yeah. You need a Threadripper. I need many things. You know what this town needs? More thread rippers? An enema. Oh. Oh, for Batman. Yeah. Right. Somebody got that right away. Man, I freaking yes. love you. Yes. Jack Nicholson is the Joker. It's one of the greatest lines besides, where did he get all those wonderful toys? Dude, I freaking love I you, I always liked, have you ever danced with the devil under the pale moonlight? Yeah, but everybody knows that one. Like, you drop out Ever Dance with the Devil in the Pale Moonlight, and they're like, oh, that's Jack Nicholson's Joker. You drop out This Town Needs an Enema, and they're like, well, I mean, I don't like it either, but. <laughs> what about you, D? What's your state of games, guy? Well, besides re starting to rearrange and redo my game room, I uh, got in a couple of uh, cool new things. Uh, on the NES, I got a copy of Darkwing Duck. It's a really cool platformer. Yes! I started playing that. Um, those groups I'm am on Facebook, uh, somebody that I uh, I don't know personally, but I associated with had a spare copy. Fucking sick. It was that or Instagram or Twitter, one of the one of the <laughs> social media. I'm in several like gaming groups, gaming dads groups, and stuff like that. So picked up a copy get of that. Dangerous. That's dangerous. I am the fart <laughs> that plagues you in front of hot chicks. That's called the dark spot in your pants. <laughs> I'm the dark spot in your pants. I am Darkwing. Oh, shit. <laughs> now, I picked up uh, an old uh, boxed complete, really good condition. Even the inserts. Original NES in the box with Robbie the Robot complete and working. Damn. So that's that's epic right there. You rarely see something like that. This is called D's Braggadocio. D's bragging corner. And I'm in the corner of the screen. So I've been, uh, you know, tried that out and have that up on the shelf. Uh, and I've been playing a, uh, well, 
guiding the kids through Mario Maker and Pokemon and all that stuff. And primarily myself, I've been playing a bit of uh, Octopath Traveler on the Switch. Nice. Hey, did you guys, uh, just just side note, do you guys see that game Star, what was Starlight or? Oh, not Star Citizen? No, 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 it wasn't Star Citizen. I posted it in, uh, I posted it in GNA Gamer News. Um, I haven't taken a look at it yet. My, my brain is just not. Not 100% working. I, I keep calling it Starlight, but I don't think it's actually called Starlight. I think it's called Star something or other. Um, Starlink. Aha. Uh-huh. Have not. Yeah, so uh, I, saw it f- nope. I saw it for the Switch first. And supposedly, it's got... Well, I mean, not supposedly. Uh, it has, for the Switch, s- exclusive content. It actually allows you to fly around in Star Fox's R-Wing. So oh, you can nice. actually fly around in that. Uh, so it's got exclusive content there. But I was reading an article about it, and the person who, was, who wrote the article described it as uh, No Man's Sky with stuff to do. <laughs> and I went, well, shit. I mean, I love No Man's Sky, and No Man's Sky really doesn't have anything to do. I mean, it does now, but it didn't. Uh, so I'm just I'm interested to see how that Starlink comes out, because if it does turn out to be pretty decent, I'm probably going to have to pick up a Switch just for that, because I'm damn straight I'm going to be flying around in Norway. I keep telling you, you got to pick up a Switch, man. And that reminds me, I actually tried out the demo to uh, Mega Man 11 as well on the Switch. Oh, how'd that work out? Uh, it's it's pretty good. I mean, the only thing that I saw that I missed from the old Mega Man is that uh, when you jump right through the bosses, the uh, initial doors to get to the boss... You just land and then you walk and you don't sit there and, and float in anymore. Oh, uh, yeah. It doesn't it doesn't freeze frame as it changes. Yeah. The, oh, well, they I, took the pretty glitch away that I like. Yeah, I always love that. But other than that, I mean, it, it was it was one boss level you can play and it, and it wasn't bad. It was actually, you know, seemed pretty decent. But like I said, it's only a demo, one level. Well, yeah, I might have to check that out too. My City Games is super, super lame. I, I've been... Uh, I've been pretty much getting home every night and drinking myself until I pass out. So uh, I've played some. I've played a little bit of uh, Marvel Strike Force on my phone. I, I may have clocked 20 minutes in Destiny 2's Forsaken. I mean, I pre ordered it months ago, I think probably when it first came out. And I think I've played 30 minutes of it since release. Um, I jumped on, I played Do- Dominia or, or whatever that game is that uh, Zyber punted over to me after I won game show night repeatedly. repeatedly. Uh, I played that for about 20 minutes or so. And that's literally been it. I have been just doing nothing. <laughs> it sucks. Been going to work, getting home, drinking myself stupid, and watch Rinch repeat. So you could have a good... Uh... Good amount of games you played, you just don't know anymore. <laughs> yeah, Christ, I, I could have, I could have in a drunken stupor come back here and just been playing games for forever. I don't know. How did I clock a hundred hours? What? What? Yeah, how is that even possible? How can you play a hundred hours of Tic Tac Toe? That would drive somebody insane. In an eighty-hour week. Ah, <laughs> uh, well, main topic of tonight, which is, which is an interesting one. I gotta say, I, I I didn't think that there was gonna be much material on this to research, but there sure as hell was. There there really was a lot to research on it. Not just the articles that we posted in show articles, but there was a lot because I started looking at what games actually possessed the different styles, 
And I started thinking about games that I played that possessed the different styles and which ones I enjoy more. Uh, but we're talking about health packs versus health regeneration. So you've played it. You know it. You know it. You, you're probably thinking about it right the second of like, well, what the hell games are the, you know, what games am I thinking of? But uh, to break it down, you got games like, let's say, Final Fantasy, where you get into a fight and your health bar drops and your health bar doesn't regenerate until you take a health pack or potion or whatever it may be. We're just going to call them collectively the health pack for the moment. Uh, or you've got games that allow you to regenerate health. The, probably the, the one that you're thinking of right off the top of your head isn't the one that should be. Uh, Halo, actually, you did not regenerate health. You regenerated your shield. shields. Exactly. So, but ga- there are games out there that you regenerate your health back. Um, just a slew of my, and then there are some games that you regenerate just a portion of your health, depending on where the bar is. So, you know, if you're underneath 50%, it regenerates you up to 50%. Uh, or if you're in between 50 and 75%, it regenerates you up to 75%. I think those were called segmented. And then you've got, I mean, you've got just really strange games that just go wacky with the health bar, and you really don't know what the hell's going on, because really the whole game's just focused around you getting messed up and being psychedelic, like Eternal Darkness. But let's start... Let's let's go. Let's. And I'd actually, I'd, 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 I see this is the last question, but let's go. Let's go this first. Uh, what's your preference? Like, like, what do you prefer? Do you do you prefer health regen, or do you prefer having to try those trying to find those health packs, or do you prefer the weird mis, you know mix up that they've done between? Start with you, Blue. What do you prefer? Um. I'd have to say that I'm not a fan of health packs, um, mostly because of Halo. Maybe this is where um, the level of challenge comes into play. But you get games like Halo and you have to, on legendary mode, like get through an area and you're already struggling to find weapons. You're already struggling with that level of inventory. But you come across this full health pack when you've got full health and it's just like, oh, fuck, I can't take it with me. And I don't get to use it now. And then when you're in a battle, and it's like, well, I really could use a health pack right now. And there's none to find. I I have to say that I don't like those systems because they take away too much from the player's control. I like the idea of having more control and the idea of picking up a health pack and keeping it with me. Kind of like you can in uh, Tom Clancy's The Division, for example, or in Final Fantasy with potions. Now I can heal myself up later. Uh... I, but I definitely like having some sort of regen system in there, not be solely relying on a health pack. Like, you would have to worry about a health pack entirely if you were playing a game like uh, Medal of Honor Frontline or the other Medal of Honor game that had to deal with the Pacific Ocean. You had to pick up these canteens of health. And uh, they were in certain places throughout the, the level. But at the end of the day, you had to worry about the overworld start to end and not just each battle that you would come across because when you take out the struggles of having to worry about your health you really can just fight from battle to battle and it kind of takes away from it but you can still make it challenging at the end of the day if you develop the constant you know the fights well enough to really punish you for making the smallest mistake but if I have to say what I prefer, it's definitely having health packs and being able to choose 
when to use them. So add them as an inventory item. All right. All right. D, what about you, man? What's your what's your preference? Overall, and I mean, simply, my preference is, you know, you get damage, you get damage, you have to use health potions, packs, whatever. However, it really depends on how they use it in the game. I mean, you could have stuff where they, they do the regenerations a little too giving, and it can make the game way too easy and shitty. Or it could be something that balances out already very hard, you know, game or, or battle strategy. I mean... Games that did a pretty good job of stuff like the original East, where it would, as you walked off on the TurboGrafx-16 one, you would start to replenish as you walked away. Um, and then, of course, you already touched on, I love the Final Fantasies, so I grew up being health packs was like the main thing that you used. You know, other old school ones that did kind of the regenerating health, like Hild- uh, the action RPG, like Hildelight and stuff like that. Hildelight is actually where health or health regeneration started, didn't it? I can't remember. I think... I can't remember if it was Hildelite or it was East. I think it might have been Hildelite, and then East really made it more popular. It that was maybe what it was. They did okay. it in 1984. Okay. Because that was before it came out on the NES. Wasn't it on something like Hildelite? Wasn't it on like Commodore 64, one of those earlier systems, before they ported it over the NES? Uh, yeah, I think it was a Hildelite was a PC based game in Japan that eventually came over on the NES. I think that's how that worked. But, I mean, they had some sort of health regen and um, Punch-Out, which came out a year before that. Yeah, for a fight, yeah. Yeah, Punch-Out's health regen, though, was... That was a button mash, wasn't it? No, no, there were, there were some... You could dodge, and you could duck, you could weave, and stuff like that. Uh, there, that regen, but though, was... You didn't really see your health. You had the amount of, like, say... It was, there was kind of a bar of basically your health, but... Each time you, it knocked out all the way down, if you were able to get yourself to kind of stand up before that count of 10, it would do a partial. And each time you got knocked down, it'd do less and less until you basically you weren't able to get back up. So it was yeah, you know, kind of a blend. You're thinking of Mike Tyson's punch-out. The original punch-out, though, you actually, if you dodged getting hit, your health bar slowly regenerated. I'm, really? I'm pretty sure. Because the original punch-out came out way before. I didn't think so, because the first was Mike Tyson's Punch-Out that I remember, because it came out, Mike Tyson was big, so they had Mike Tyson's Punch-Out. And then after Mike Tyson got in a bunch of legal trouble, they, re- they re-released Punch-Out as just Punch-Out, and instead of using Mike Tyson, they just colored him white and called him Mr. Dream. I may be wrong, but that's, that's what I remember. All right, so taking a look here, there was a Punch-Out arcade game. That came out in 1983 in Japan. The first Punch-Out! title later released on Nintendo's Switch as part of the Hamster Arcade Archive series. And then the next one you had was Punch-Out! Boxing. Then Super Punch-Out! And then Arm Wrestling. Oh, that's that's a Punch-Out! spinoff. Okay. And then Mike Tyson's Punch-Out! in 1987. Ah, so which ones actually... Did any of them, uh, besides the arcade version, did any of them come out here first, or was it Japan exclusive? Oh, that's a great question. Let me see here. Uh, no, because... no. So the original Punch Out, that mm-hmm. was the arcade game Punch Out, actually came out in Japan in 1983, and in okay. North America in 1984, and then Europe following shortly after. So was that just the arcade one? Because I remember there was there's two NES cartridges I know of. There's Punch Out or Mike Tyson's Punch Out that came first. And then there was just Punch-Out that dropped the Mike Tyson and made Mr. Dream because it was after he got into legal trouble. Yeah, so let's see what this says. So those two must be the later ones then. 
Yeah, those came out in 1987 and then re-released later for the uh, virtual virtual store. Oh, yeah. that hurt. Um, but yeah, the original Punch-Out! is the one I'm thinking of. It was an arcade version, and I I don't believe it even showed you a health bar. Like, it, it, it had... The health- question... Because I remember with Mike Tyson being the final boss and me not realizing there was this older version, what was the boss of the original arcade Punch-Out? I think it was Mr. Dream. Wasn't it? Because Mr. Dream was the guy in the uh, the Punch-Out that came right after Mike Tyson's Punch-Out because it was basically just a white Mike Tyson. <laughs> they called him Mr. Dream. Huh. Unless unless there was a Mr. Dream and they went back to Mr. Dream but didn't want to go through the work of redoing the sprites and just colored him white. Like, that could have been it too. Maybe. I don't know. Hey, if you know, though, if you know the answer to this question, email us at gnapodcast at one. Because we love old school gaming trivia. Please yeah, do. Yeah. And we love being proved wrong. So if we're wrong, let us know. We, we'll read it out loud. and We'll say, hey, this person corrected us. Their Google skills are way better than ours. You'll get kudos. Absolutely. For what it's worth. What about you, Zyber? What's your preference? You like? Uh, I am impartial to health packs and health regeneration. They both have their pluses and minuses, and it just depends on the game. Um, but either way, though, I mean, as long as I can enjoy the game, I don't care if it's health packs or health regen. I mean, shit. If it's uh, you know, a shooter where you're, you know. FPSing through the game and getting shot and regenerating, and you don't have to pick up health packs. Okay, it has this point. You can focus more on the map and everything around you, and not have to worry about health so much um, because you take cover and you regen. Or if you're like in an open world and you're casting spells to heal or using items. Okay. Is it fun? Okay. I'm kind of with you on that. Like, I I think it definitely depends on the game, but I think each individual one, like health regen or health packs, I really think it it has its place in a game. Like, for instance, if I played Final Fantasy and my health just automatically regenerated, I, I don't know. I, I would I would feel that there was less of a urgency to my fights because you know. In Final Fantasy and in, in a lot of role-playing games, when you're playing, there's that sense of, I can only go so far and do so much, so I have to prepare for it. If you, if you didn't have to worry about health, I think that little, that, that little release from micromanagement might actually break the game for me. Because that little bit of micromanagement is kind of one of those things you just keep in the back of your head. Wow, something bad's about to happen. I should probably prepare for this versus just running in willy nilly, because there's been right. there's been plenty of times I've run into a boss battle, totally not been prepared, got my ass whipped, and then been like, "Wow!" But when you get into like uh, fantasy games such as uh, Elder Scrolls, Oblivion, or like similar, you get items. Like even in uh, Diablo, you get items where you equip them, they regenerate your health over time. That's what I was going to say. So, and, and that's where I like the the kind of health packs with the option of regeneration. 
because I was just thinking of games that, and, and actually, I'm glad you said Diablo because that that was the game that I was thinking of. I just couldn't think of the name of it. I don't know why, but I really like jumping in, and you actually have that half ability to, you know, equip stuff, and that slowly starts regenerating your health as well. And also, there's another reason you're supposed to grab a Switch. Aren't they coming out with a, a Diablo 3 on oh, the Switch? I fucking know it, dude. Dude, and if there's any way that I can take my PC character and work with Switch, dude, I'm like, I'm, I'm not, I'm, that, I'm going to have to go see a doctor because that hard-on isn't going to go away after four hours. <laughs> that just means you need more women. Mm. No, but I don't. Or, or what, was that, what was that comedian? I ain't gonna call a ho- doctor. I'm gonna call a hooker. <laughs> yeah, I'm, not, I'm not calling a doctor. I'm calling a. I'm calling a brothel. Uh, but I, 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 I really like. I like both of them depending on the situation. Like when I play a first-person shooter, like Battlefield or Call of Duty or Titanfall or uh, um, Destiny, and I'm, I'm in a battle. You know. It basically makes you rely a little bit more on cover, where if I had health packs and I could just hit a button to burn a health pack, I wouldn't necessarily rely so much on cover, because it would just be literally, I'd run up, I'd start shooting stuff, oh, my health's getting low, I'd duck behind cover for a second, just long enough to hit a button on my controller, and then I'd rush back out and I'd start wrecking house again. Right, but with Destiny, though, the way that they counter that is splash damage. Their splash damage in Destiny is insane. Yeah. Absolutely insane. Even concussion damage from something hitting on the be- the front side of where you're hiding. Yeah. It's just ridiculous. Well, and that's the thing that I like about it. And that's the thing that I like about, like, even in Battlefield. So, like, Battlefield 4. Uh, God, I love that game. A little too much. But in Battlefield 4, you get into a firefight, you start wrecking somebody, and you're like, oh, crap. So you duck. And if you wait, and, and it's a long time before your regeneration starts, but you wait, you know, you disengage long enough, and your health will start regenerating. Or your buddy, who's a medic, comes over and drops down a, a med pack right next to you, and you start healing from that. So I kind of like that. Like in Destiny, it's things are a lot more fast-paced. There's a lot more splash damage, just like you said. So there's a lot of things to keep your bar, even if it just nicks you just a little bit to stop you from from, from regenerating at all. You know, it, it's just enough to keep you down there at that low level. Unlike in Battlefield, like Battlefield, you're playing a realistic shooter or, or, or as realistic as they can make it. So you run in there, you get tagged three or four times and you're like, holy crap, my health, I'm, I'm almost dead. I'm going to die here. And then you run away. And once you disengage, all of a sudden it's like, oh. Now my health is regaining super duper slow, but it's still re- it's still regenerating. I think Stalker had a similar system where if you ran away, if you didn't get hit for long enough, you'd start regenerating. But the health regeneration on that was like stupid slow. I think it all comes to point is it, it's balance is is if it's just not too difficult and not too giving like. Like I said, the point is, if you walk into a battle like on Final Fantasy, if the health regeneration didn't occur during battles and only when you walked eventually and slowly, it would still have that uh, that inventory management and that uh, that urgency. So you don't want anything that is too hard that, like, you know, whether it be too stingy on the items that you can carry or have or too stingy on the regeneration or too much to make it uh, an easy game. It's all about balance. Right, and one way Final Fantasy got that balance in was, like, if you got poisoned... 
and at the end of the battle and you didn't use an antidote, you'd lose health. With every step. Well, that was also a cool thing is that I, I can't remember which Final Fantasy it was, but there was a Final Fantasy, and I think there was multiple, that there were items that you could equip that as you walk, you, rege- you regenerate health. That was actually, um, except for the very first one, that was most of them. I, I thought it was most of them because I, rem- I can remember it in 4 and I can remember it in 6. I didn't play 5 long enough to really explore that and find it. And I honestly, for the life of me, can't remember if it happened in 7. Because while Seven's a great game, don't get me wrong, I haven't played that game since I beat it. Back when it first came out. Yeah, it was all materia-based. Yeah, but the thing is, I can't remember if there was a, a mechanism in it that allowed you to walk and regain health. I think so. I think it was, like, one of the materias, if you, like... Well, Regan did it, R-E-G-E-N. There was a materia, and I think there was also armor that allowed... Or an item that you equipped that allowed it, too. Well, there you go. You, remember you guys remember better than I can. But, like, that's that was one of those things that they have those... You know, even in, in there... You had some way of regenerating it, even though it'd be slow, but you had some way of regenerating it if you found the right items. And on the other hand, you could walk around and regenerate, but then you could all equally have a chance of walking around and encountering a battle. Yeah, so. exactly. You walk around trying to regenerate, and all of a sudden, bam, you're in another battle, and you're like, oh, shit. All right, so what are some different forms of of health pack and health regenerations? So I, th- I think we, we've touched on a few of them. But let's let's explore each one like in a little bit more depth. All right. Well, there's there's hybrids like like you looked at it, Halo. You had the shields, but when your shields got too low and you kept getting hit, then it took your health, right? That's correct. So then you had kind of a blend of both, where you could still find items to regenerate your health and shields. But if your heal- shields got whacked too far down, your shields would regenerate, but your health did not, unless you found a like a health pack. Yeah. And then, like, the first game to use a regen was uh, Faceball 2000, which was released in 1992. Um, that was the first one that had it in FPSs, but... Faceball 2000? <laughs> Faceball, yeah. It sounds painful. <laughs> you go through a maze and you shoot these smiley faces. Um, there was, like, some team... Okay, quick, quick show of hands. Who's played that game? Exactly. Yeah, no one. Um, but... You know, you had games like that that, you know, kind of like started to bring it out into the FPSs, but you have systems like I mentioned um, in games like uh, Call of Duty, or not Call of Duty, um, Medal of Honor, where you had to just rely on picking up a health pack in order to regen your health. Whereas you have more recently, you have games that you can recall some of your health after you get to a critical point of you can get to you can get down to like 25% of your health and it'll regen up to that point but do we go from beyond that you need to have a health pack and the game would be called prey well and those those different uh those different like what's i mean they're just different styles of of health regen. Like, I really dig the way Halo had it, where you had a health bar and then you had a shield. So, you know, you get, you have a shield, and when that shield gets dropped, it starts taking away your health. But if you get in cover it long enough, your shield will start to regenerate, and then you have full shields again. You go back out, but your health bar still stays there. So it gave that sense of, oh crap, I'm hurt, but it still gave you that, okay, well, 
I can regen long enough, or I can regen enough to at least get from here to there, and maybe I won't die. You know, oh, I see a health pack over there. I can at least get to that before I die, you know, or before I'm down completely. Except for those rat bastard campers by all the good items. Yeah, those fuckers. Yeah, well, you also had systems like that where there was no health bar, and it was just a matter of visual cues. Like, I believe Prey doesn't have a health bar at all, and you just had to rely on the visual cues of the player. Wasn't Outlast like that, too? I don't know. I've never played it. Yeah, I, uh, The Enemy Within, I think, was also like that, wasn't it? I don't know. Yeah. But, I mean, there were games that did that with the um, the visual cues was, like, I think it was called Getaway, which was an open-world action title. And, like, your player would start to move slowly. You'd see blood on his clothing, and that indicated that he had taken damage. And then you have games like Battlefield, where you start to, like, your vision blurs, and you have a hard time seeing, and the screen starts to turn red in uh, some other games, and that indicates that you're running out of health. Right. Uh, Rage did the same thing. Yeah, Rage did do that. Duke Nukem, he had the, uh, I mean, as just a one-player game, he had, like, the health bar, but he also had his face look shittier and shittier. Well, yeah, but Doom did that well before Duke Nukem did. Actually, Wolfenstein right. 3D. Yeah, Do- Doom did it well. Yep, uh, with the face and the percentage over the face or yep. something like that. Yeah. Yep. So all of a sudden you'd see the person, like, his face would be normal, he'd be at 100%, then he'd be at, like, 90%, he'd have, bloody like, a bloody nose. nose. Then he'd, like, black eye. Yeah, then he'd be, like, at 75%, he's got a black eye and a bloody nose. And then, like, when he's down under 5%, his face just looks like he went five rounds with Mike Tyson. Here's the real, little Mac. <laughs> If Mike Tyson was a freaking uh, lawnmower with like mallets, no, no, just Mike Tyson, just Mike Tyson, like ear biting and everything, like he's facing Holyfield. You were Holyfield. That's what your face looks like, and just get hey, right. hey, you, hey, you were Holyfield the size of Little Mac, and you got fucked up. Hey, I, I, I resemble that remark. Yeah, another one of Tyson's victims. Poor, poor Zyra. <laughs> oh, Don't God. you mean you resent that? No, no, he resembles that, actually. <laughs> yeah, so I'm trying to think of um I'm trying to think of games that use that segmented health bar. I think Mass Effect did that, didn't they? Uh shit. Sorry, Gravy. Uh it's been a while since I played Mass Effect 3. Maybe. I know uh the segmented health bar was used in uh Tom Clancy's The Division. You had uh those little segments of health mm-hmm. and you can only heal up you could regen only in the segment that you have left, not the one that you've lost. And you could regain those segments with health packs, though. Yeah, yeah. So in any game, whatever it be, with health bar, with regeneration, with segmentation, I think there's always that health pack drop there. Like, I can't think of a game that solely had health regeneration that didn't have some sort of a health pack that you could pick up. And I could be wrong. Stop me, stop me if you can think of one. But I was thinking about it before the show. I can't think of one. I can't think of a single game that didn't have some sort of health pack there. There were games where you would have segments, um, but you'd have to go to healing stations. Really? Like what you did in Bioshock, you had healing stations. And I'm trying to remember which one of those that I read about. I want to say it was Half-Life. Bioshock also had a health pack. 
What were the? Oh, never mind. I'm thinking those those stations were for reviving you if you died. Yes, that's what they were for. They weren't healing stations. Okay, so I think there were. I think Half Life may have been the game. Uh, I've never played it before, but uh, I think that was the one that had segments with healing stations. I could be wrong about that though. No, I'm pretty sure Half Life had health packs too. Hmm. Can't think of it right now. Now. The health system in Lost Planet, what would you consider that? Because you'd kill monsters, collect the orbs from it to regain your exposure. So that would kind of be a health pack because you had to you had to pick up something to regenerate whatever health or whatever exposure you had. So I would still call call that a health pack. All right, fair enough. I mean, it's not the it's not the traditional health pack where you you pick up a potion and you can use it later, or you pick it up right away and it just heals you instantly that much amount. It's probably like small amounts that you would pick up from each one of those animals that or things that you killed. All right, I'm gonna throw you guys a curveball. Can you think of a game where their health system, whether it be health pack or regeneration, really just blew? Like it was just uh, Soul Reaver. Okay. Go on. Um, especially, like, if you're in the netherworld and you couldn't find a freaking demon thingy to kill and absorb to re- go back into the physical world. Okay. Yeah, but that was a, that was a health pack. I mean, that was it was you had to kill you had to kill beings to gain your health, but that was still a I mean a health a loosely based health pack. Right, but it sucked. <laughs> Okay. Halo, Combat Evolved, ODST, Halo 3, ODST, and Reach. Because you could not carry the health packs with you. Instead, you had to... You're at the mercy of either I need it or I don't. Right when I come across it. But in uh, in those Halo games, I'm not sure if it was Reach or uh, ODST or whatever... But Reach was like uh, Reach was like the normal Halo series, like so is ODST. Right, but uh, in one of them, what, didn't you run around with a, a team that could run up to you and help you heal? Uh, not that I recall. In Reach and ODST, you did not really run with a team at all times. You had the um, moments where you were by yourself. You were the uh, you were the unknown, unnamed ODST. Right. Uh, and then definitely in combat involved, you were on your own as far as healing yourself. I know one one kind of tough one is uh, Dark Souls Two. Okay. The one part that I didn't like is say if you um, didn't find an item or didn't you know heal your guy and it died, and then you replay, you lose a bit of the max HP. That's always infuriating if your character dies. Like, there was also... I'm forgetting which other RPG, but there's an RPG where, like, turn-based that every time you... If you didn't revive your character during the fight and afterwards, they'd be alive again. They'd have one HP, but their max HP would shrink a little bit. They'd be penalized. I've always hated that mechanic. Yeah, I could see where there would be a pain in the ass. The the one that I think of that I really hated the way that the, the mechanic of it worked, and... Uh, I think it was because you really never knew how much health you had was the original Resident Evil. It was just such a pain in the ass because 
the freaking heartbeat, the pulse line. Well, yeah. So all you had was this like this pulse line that was green, and you take a hit, and it would still be green, and you'd be like, oh, well, geez, I'm fine. Then you take a hit again, and all of a sudden you're down into danger, and you're like, what the fuck happened there? And then you're sitting there like, like, how much health do I actually have? How how hurt am I? And then you never friggin' know because you're like, oh, well, I'll take this green herb. The green herb, like, you take it, and you're like, well, I'm still in caution. What the hell did that green herb do for me? Okay, I need a first aid spray. Exactly. And then you're like, oh, well, let me go grab a first aid spray. But the first aid spray is like, oh, I'm going to heal you whether you're a little bit hurt or whether you're a lot of bit hurt. And you're like, well, I don't want to waste a first aid spray just because some zombie bit on my ass. And there's the question is, how much damage does each monster do? Well, yeah. You don't know. Yeah, like, you get hit, you'll be like, oh, you run along, like, oh, man, this zombie bit on my ass. Oh, crap. Well, that didn't really hurt at all. The next zombie you come up to, all of a sudden, he bites you, and you're like, holy crap, I'm almost dead. How the hell did that work out? He got you in the nads. Exactly, yeah. Front bite. Yeah, bit, bit Jill right in the front butt. But, you know, like, that that whole health system and health uh, and the way to regen your health was infuriating because you... And I understand that it was the whole whole point of it was survival horror. So it had to give you that that sense of angst as you were playing along. But it was such a pain in the ass because you're like, I don't really know how much health I need. And if I burn this, I don't well, geez, you know, if I burn this green and red herb together, is that too much? Am I just basically wasting it now? Should I be using a green and a green herb instead? Like what the what the hell? We should I should I should build an RPG that how much health you really have just depends on the different character stats and traits you pick, the, the the job and everything else, and it never displays your health. You never know, like real life, you're not sure how hurt you are. Yeah. Versus, I mean, you can tell when you're really hurt, but you don't really know. That'd be the great game for Cecil to play. You just, I don't know. Yeah, but there was other games that, like, so I, I take Resident Evil, and that pissed me off because you had to always, and even to see what your health was, you had to pause. You had to go into your menu and pause and see, okay, what the hell's my health at? So then you see your health and you're like, oh, okay, well, I'm kind of hurt. Maybe I should use an herb now. No, nah, I'll save an herb for later. But then you can still pause and, like, you know, use an herb and all that crap later. But then there were games like, um, and, and the reason I bring this up is because, like, Resident Evil had a very minimalistic HUD. There really wasn't a lot on your heads-up display. It was, it, was, it was really, really trimmed down. But it still was a pain in the ass because anytime you wanted to figure out what your health was, You'd either look at your character, and your character would be, like, limping along, holding its side, and you'd be like, oh, crap, I'm hurt. And then you go check it, and you're like, oh, no, I'm not just hurt. I'm in the danger zone. Like, I'm freaking Tom Cruise right now. I'm, I'm, I'm doing a flyby. I'm, 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 asking, I'm asking if I can do a flyby of the tower. <laughs> can he fucking log in? <laughs> you're, you're, you're in the condition of one of Yui Bowles' movies. Oh, God. God, I skip one fucking show, and, of course, I got to come back to Uwe Bowl. God damn it. But anyway, so the, a game that I thought really nailed like that type of health system um, with the minimalistic HUD was Dead Space. You know, Dead Space, I think, really nailed the, the minimalistic HUD, but letting you know how much health you had without you having to guess. You know, you don't have to go to 15 different screens to figure out, oh, shit, where am I at? You could look at the screen and you could figure it out really quick. And I thought that was cool. I definitely thought that, and and Dead Space was completely health pack, but like survival horror, I totally think should be health pack. It should not be you regenerate health. 
I agree. I think that would really take away from the whole survival horror experience. It, it would remove like yourself I said, right from it. It would just be another fantasy game like, oh, there's monsters. Oh, I just use a health potion. Yeah, oh, yeah, there's I, something attacking me. Oh, God, I killed it. Oh, let me just wait. RPG hurry. Yeah, it really, it really does kick your ass. Um, I guess Combat Evolve would be one that would irritate me the most, but, or, or ODST or um, Reach. But I have to say, it's not... I like what they did in Pokemon Sun, but in the previous games, I always hated when you got poisoned and like you just, your Pokemon was poisoned and there was nothing more you could do for him if you, you didn't have the potion. Yeah, that, that annoyed me. Like you couldn't like, it's like, I'm a Pokemon trainer. I'm surrounded in the woods. Like you're telling me I can't touch anything else out here to craft something or to do something to help him. I just have to use this store bought thing that affects me not only in battle, but when I'm out of battle. Well, Pikachu, you're fucked. You're going into the computer. <laughs> you will never be heard from again. Pikachu, I don't choose yeah. you. Yeah, that was really annoying. Pikachu's dead. Uh, Pikachu, you smell like poo. Well, did I miss anything on this topic? Have I have I over, well, over overshot anything? I mean, we've talked about we talked about our preferences on this stuff. Um, we talked about the different styles. Yeah. I mean, how have they changed it, the game? They've made them easier. They made them more digestible to the market. Like Call of Duty, like it's a game where you literally could go in and fight battle by battle. And I'd have to say, depending on which difficulty you're playing on, it, it makes it so much easier. Yeah. Now, with, uh, now I'm talking about the not not the first Call of Duty because that had health packs. The ones that came after it. Yeah, I really think health regen does make it make the game simpler. It, it just made it so simple. But it also, while it makes it simpler, in a lot of state, in a lot of, in a lot of situations, I think it also makes it more fun because it releases you from that micromanagement of your health. It can have a drawback too. Well, you can sit there and say, "Okay, this is not bad. This is cool." You can also get overconfident and a little uh, laissez faire. With it, because you're like, ah, it'll regenerate, I'll be fine, and the next thing you know, you're dead, you're like, oh shit, maybe I should pay better attention. Dude, more times than I can count has that happened, because I've been very cavalier, been like, you know what, it's alright, I can just duck behind cover, I'll be fine. I run smack dab into the middle of a whole group of enemies, and I'm like, I got this, I start wrecking them, and then I realize, oh, I'm not wrecking them, they're wrecking me. I jump behind a rock or a half wall or something, and I'm like, I'm gonna be fine, I'll just sit here for a minute and regenerate. <laughs> You forgot about me? I, I, then I look over to the left and I'm like, oh, there's a dude over there. And I shoot him. And then I look to the right. And those people that I just left behind me, behind the wall, have all of a sudden flanked me. And now they're all right next to me. And I'm like, well, oh, motherfucker. <laughs> oh, I'm good. <laughs> I have this excellent gun. Super cocky man says. First you're good. You think you're you're all jolly and great. And next thing you know, you're getting skull fucked. Yep. Yeah, and anytime I play Destiny with Cecil, that happens a lot. Oh, yeah. Because it's like, oh, great, he's running into hell. I've got to keep up with him. Never mind, I'm dead. Yeah. And skull fucked. Yeah, because, like, Destiny is one of those games that I've just played it for so long. I plow right through it. It's like, well, you know what? Yeah, I'll keep running until I hit a wall where I have to stop. Then I'll turn around and shoot stuff. Over level 9,000! Yeah. And that's just him playing with his hunter. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. My squishy hunter, too. Yeah. Now, that 
that health regen stuff and getting rid of the health packs, not only does it make it easier on us, but it also makes it easier on developers because now they don't have to worry about placement yeah. or where they put them. Like, because if you if you have horrible placement, then your levels are going to be either as hard as Dark Souls or even just completely overcomplicated because you have no health where you need it. I don't know how how much easier that is on developers exactly. Without getting too much into it, I mean, yeah, you can sit there and it's it's like, where do I place it? Where's the best placement? But don't forget, there's a lot of algorithms that go in it. Like, hey, what's the best amount? What's the best amount of speed? When can it kick in? That's a lot of extra programming. Yeah. When will it kick in? How fast is it going to regenerate? And how does it affect the game? I mean, so there's a lot of programming. Because you can sit there and test it and all of a sudden, like, your character's like, is it even working? It's not regenerating. Oh, wait, it's so slow. It's almost undetectable. Or it doesn't work. Or it's like... Well, fuck, I sneezed and he's fucking full health. Or you get games like Overwatch where you have both healers and packs laying around the map. And depending on which one you grab depends on which would do uh, healing faster. Or you could go on the mind of uh, like Paladins where I believe it's just healer based. Um, Yeah. I totally was expecting there to be more to that. And maybe it's just I'm drunk, but I'm like, so I, I totally like, I brain, <laughs> I just flatlined my brain like, yeah, Zyber's on a roll right now. I'm not going to say a damn word. <laughs> and then he stopped and I went, oh crap. I wasn't thinking. I was about to say. Anything. Was your brain flatlining or were you actually flatlining? <laughs> Which may be. A little column A, a little column B. <laughs> <laughs> to be honest. I brain farted. <laughs> just as long, Cecil, just as long as you don't flatboard again. Oh, God. Nice, Boom. I had an alcohol bubble pop in my brain, so, yeah. I might have an aneurysm later tonight. <laughs> Alcoholism. <laughs> don't sneeze. Pro tip, kids. Yeah, don't drink. But but also, like, could you just imagine, like, AVP with uh, regen? and A predator with health regen. <laughs> Instead of like having to go, choo, 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 choo. no, the Dark Souls uh, of AVP. <laughs> I was saying, you talking about the original AVP or the the remake? The original that we used to play. That was Health Pack, man. Right, I know. That's what I'm saying. Could you imagine? Oh, 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 oh sorry. Right. I thought you were saying that he had health regen. I'm like, God, how drunk am I? No, no. Could you imagine? Oh, no, God. that would have been like that. Have been Dark Souls hard. Yeah, that'd be OP Predator, man. Yeah, that would have been horrible. Like that that was that's what made that the PVP in that game fun because if you played as an alien, you were stupid quick, but anybody tagged you and you were dead. And if they tagged you a little bit, you're like, "Oh shit, I'm going to hide." You're pretty much just like, "I'm dead." Like there's nothing I can do now. I'm going to die. Brains Brains, give me your brains. What did Borderlands have? <laughs> Borderlands has like the the combination where you can have equipment that regens your health, or you pick up packs, right? Ah, uh, yes. yes. What or, I remember of Borderlands is you, Cecil, having to save my butt all the time. <laughs> yeah, it's a fun game, though, man. Yeah. See, now I I honestly think that I like that setup the best, where just naturally you start the game, you have no health regen, but you can get equipment that allows you to start regening health. I think I, pr- I probably like that the best for the average RPG first-person shooter. 
Yeah, because you could choose to how to make it how difficult. You could choose to rather make it really easy on yourself. And it is also how much to explore. Do you get past the hard levels, events, you know, tasks to get that equipment? Yeah, exactly. That, that does. I think that's a really good way to do it. Alrighty. Well, we got questions from the audience. Well, actually, I'm rename. I, th- I said. I think I said I'm going to rename this every single time. But it's questions from Zyberblood. Zyberblood, why don't you read your question, boss? All right. In an apocalyptic world, the name of the game is survival. How do you build your bug out bag? Water, MREs, extra pistol ammo, a hatchet, K-bar, extra socks, extra boxers, an extra t-shirt, an extra pair of pants, and a med kit. That's a pretty solid bug out bag. What about you, D? Well, I, I know you're going to expect something smart and intelligent being on former military, but no. I'm going to have a, a very, very easy bag. I just want a sack full of grenades. Why, you ask? Because everybody else that has a better bug out bag, I'm getting yours, motherfucker. <laughs> yeah, but you can't exactly carry 15 bug out bags. I can try, goddammit. And you can pick and choose. All that's going to eventually happen is you're going to be sitting there with a bag full of live explosives on your back. And somebody's going to shoot you. But you know what? It won't be a very painful or long death and nobody else around is surviving either. No, no, because they'll be picking up chunks of you in the next county. Yes, but how many bug out bags did I steal before that? Jesus Christ. Oh my god! I see. I don't. I don't have to have the most shit. I just have to have a Viking. <laughs> I just have to have a battle axe. Mine now. Mine now. Mine now. Oh god! All right, Cecil. Yeah. So my bug out bag is gonna have some water purification tablets. It's gonna have hydration pack built right into it because you know it's it's easier to have hydration pack in there and just have a whole you know shit fifty fifty to a. a 5,500 tablets are super easy to to carry, and they weigh nothing. Um, I'm probably going to have my hammock. Uh, I've got a I've got a lightweight aluminum titanium hammock set up, uh, and it weighs a. I know whose bug out bag I'm going for yeah, first. It weighs about a pound and a half, and I can string that thing five stories up, or I can string that thing right close to the ground. Uh, it's got a little hook underneath it where I can hang my bag from it. So wherever I am, I can keep it right underneath me. It's got a little tarp thing over top of it to keep the rain off. So that's about a pound and a half. Keep that in there. Um, if I could, okay. So if we're if we're talking like pie in the sky, uh, there's this hammock single person tent get up that's about two and three quarter pounds, made out of titanium and, and nylon, all that stuff. That I'd get that because you can hang that as well as stake it to the ground. I'd go with that. But if we're talking about shit I have in the house, that'd be what's that'd be what I'd have. Um, MREs, of course, because that's a lot of calories packed into a very small amount. Uh, my my magnesium strip and striker bar, because you never know when you're going to need to make some fire. Uh, my pick set, both my automotive and my um, and my residentials. I keep them with me because hey, roll around apocalyptic world. I may have to break into something, and you know what? It's a, it's a lot easier to secure a door. When it's not half busted up, so if I can bypass it all and get right past it, it means I'm a little bit safer. Uh, I would probably go with the extra set of clothes, just a single set, and I'd go with my spandex, my Under Armour stuff, because that's good for keeping me warm. 
also keeping me dry, especially if I'm in a cold area. I could be wearing that and have that underneath wool, and it'll wick the, the, the sweat away from me so that I don't, uh, if I stop, I don't freeze to death. Um, got my picks. Well, I mean, my lighter, because I always I have my lighter everywhere I go. Uh, what a mess. Oh, my bow. Yeah, my bow and probably half a dozen, you know, half a dozen to a dozen arrows. Because A, it's silent. Um, the B, I can, I can, you know, I can use it as a melee weapon as well as a, uh, a ranged weapon. Um, and two, nothing's more badass than you friggin' take out a zombie or whatever the hell else is trying to kill you from 100 yards with a fucking bow. How awesome is that? All right. Uh, your kit is a kit after my own heart. The only thing I would add to your kit is a Fletcher's uh, kit. Well, yeah, that's my magnesium bar and striker, though. Because a Fletcher's kit has just got a bow in it. Uh, Fletcher's kit is for making arrows. Oh, okay. No, I thought you were talking about the... I don't know. I was thinking Fletcher's kit is the one that makes fire. Fire starter kit. <laughs> now, did anybody say like a K-bar, like a survival knife? I think that would really be... Yeah, okay, yeah. Blue already touched on oh. it. That's a really important thing. That and a hatchet. My multi-tool. Yeah, multi-tool. I, I always, but I, you know what? I don't even think about that in my bug out bag because I always have a multi-tool on me. Like, I never leave home without a multi-tool. Right. Like, same here. I always have my multi-tool and my uh, my blade on me. So those are already on my person, but like in the go, it'd be Cecil's bag with uh Fletcher's kit um, added to it. Yeah. Yeah. But you know what? I mean, if I've got a knife, I can make arrows. All, all I need is a knife and you know, the materials to do it. I, you know, feathers from something. The one thing I would add to your guys' bags, because, you know, Cecil, a combination, I would do, in all seriousness, a combination of Cecil and Blues, but I would add fishing twine, like yeah. fishing line. Yeah, some, some like, That has a thousand and one uses, both survival and also offensive. Right. If you have a Fletcher's kit, you have a very strong, durable twine already on you. Yeah, but like, when you talk about like thousand pound test, I mean, I've sewn myself yeah. up with yes. fishing. I'm talking uh, about, yeah. Oh yeah. Modern modern Fletcher wrap is like spider wire. Yeah, I've never I've never seen a, a modern yeah, um, Fletcher's kit, so I, I, w I honestly wouldn't be sure. It's lightweight. It's very durable. You can catch uh, depending on the weight of the line. You can catch like a hundred pound bass on it or whatever. I mean. Hell, I'm looking at my hands and arms right now, and I'm think, and I'm literally going, "Well, I sewed that up with fishing line. Well, I also sewed that up with fishing line. Well, after I got the bleeding to stop there, I sewed that up with fishing line. So yeah, friggin' a fishing line is like the thing to have. And how many nasty traps can you set with fishing line? Oh yeah, man, you can make some snare. Get a thousand pound, thousand pound, and you can. There goes a head. Oh wait, 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 wait. We all forgot something very important. Porn. Wrong. Um, uh, no. Electrical and duct tape. Fuck. Yeah, electrical tape. But again, I have electrical tape. Super, super glue. I have electrical tape on me at all times, so I really wouldn't think of that. I mean, that's logical, but I, I don't even think of that because I always have electrical tape on me. Hey, Cecil, can you fix a wire for me? I need some tape. Yes. So let's see the tape. Come on. Oh, fuck. It's, it's with my multi-tool up front sitting there. It's he called you here. out, Foo. He called you out. Because I, it's literally sitting right there. Hold on. 
with me at all times on me at all times except for when i go to a football game <laughs> yeah everyone wait d did you have one on you for some random reason <laughs> there we go what's that <laughs> That's your game. <laughs> okay. <laughs> See, so what's more random than me having this on? Because I keep my electric tape, tape with my goddamn multi-tool right next to where I leave every morning. Uh, I'm just giving you shit because you didn't have it on you. Fuck you. Mm-hmm. When I say have on me, I mean have on me when I leave the house. I mean, granted, I damage myself in the house that I should probably keep electrical tape on me at all times. <laughs> Who's that? The mummy? No, Cecil. Yep. Yeah, don't worry about him. Actually, it's funny because when I'm at work, I'll always like, like I'll rip a cuticle off or something. And I'll be like, motherfucker, that hurts. And I'll wrap some electrical tape around it. <laughs> and I'll be talking to somebody and they'll be like, what the hell's on your finger? Like electrical tape. Why do you have electrical tape on your finger? Because I ripped off a cuticle. You know we have band-aids, right? I kind of wish I had more feeling because they're like, oh my god, you're bleeding? What? Where? Oh, shit. Yeah. <laughs> I'd be like trailing a leak everywhere and they're like, oh, I better take Anywho, though, where can people find you at Zyberblood? Well, you can uh, find me GNA uh, Discord, Facebook, Twitter, also my own for Zyber Games, Facebook and Twitter. Um, I've been streaming a lot lately, so you can find me mostly on Twitch, um, because Mixer is being sort of an asshole when I'm trying to ste- uh, stream, so yeah, um, just keep an eye out for me to pop up on Twitch or whatever. Rock on. Blue Shark, where can people find you at, man? Uh, you can find me on Twitter, uh, at Blue Shark 45. You can find me on Mixer, mixer.com slash bluesshark45. And then you can find me on the GNA, TPC, and Bullets and Beers Discord as bluesshark45. Rock on. What about you, D? Where can people find you at? They can find me sneaking up behind the rest of these guys uh, with a sack <laughs> of great stuff. They can find me on my website, microbrewgamers with a Z instead of an S.com. Uh, same thing on my YouTube channel. You can also find me on Twitter, Instagram, uh, very occasionally on Twitch. And, of course, I've got my own Discord along with I spend most of my time on the GNA Discord. Yeah, I like your... And Facebook. I like your website, man. We got to uh, we gotta talk some shop, get you to get you to redo the GNA's website. Yeah, thanks, man. It's really good, man. It's hot. Thanks. And I'm Cecil Xavier, your host. You can find me on Cecil vs. Games on Twitter and Cecil Xavier everywhere else. Facebook, Ustream, Twitch, uh, Mixer, pretty much anywhere else you can find me. Uh, if you look for me, you're going to find me there. Cecil Xavier. I'm also tooling around in the, of course, the GNA's Discord, uh, TPCs, Battle Sloths, Yadoo Gamers, Geek Squatch. Uh, I'm in Microbrew Gamers. I'm in Mulehorn Gamings. Uh, I'm in Matman's. I'm a, if, I, if I'm not in that Discord, let me know, and I'll probably jump He's in there. He's in uh, Grilled Cheese Grannies uh, Tabasco Sauce Edition. Yep, uh, yep, Grilled Cheese with Tabasco Sauce Edition, Grannies Edition. Yeah, that uh, that website. I've been hooked ever since that episode. I've just been downright hooked. Um, and I found out that there's a whole uh, there's a whole version of Tinder or Grinder or whatever you want to call it uh, for Grannies too. So. Works out too. That's uh, that's gonna ruin my relationship. 
I'm joking. No, man. That's, uh, God, if I... What's, what's it called? Crunchy grilled cheese? <laughs> yeah, it, it's actually called grilled cheese with Tabasco sauce. They're, uh, they're suing us over that episode name, by the way. <laughs> uh, that leaves a bad taste in your mouth. Really? And, and some burning sensation down below. Oh, God. Actually, fun fact. Thing that I found out that's the worst epidemic in, in old folks' home is them having rampant sex all the time. Oh, you mean STDs? Because they don't give a shit well, anymore? But yeah, they don't care, but they're just all having sex. Like, I hope, I hope for the love of God that I reach that point in my life where I'm just like, yeah, you know what? Fuck it. I'm going to die soon anyways. I'm going to bang anything that moves. It's going to be an orgy with Agnes tonight, Meryl. Yeah, Meryl, you should totally show up. Who the fuck's Meryl? Do you guys my realize one lazy. of the biggest problems plaguing old, uh, the elderly are loose bowels? That is one messy, disgusting Disaster. Yeah, dude, who cares? When you're that old, really. I mean, who cares? I do. <laughs> you, you care now. <clears throat> At that point, it'd be like what Dan, uh, Squirrely Dan said, uh, you know, about trying to get uh, tuna out of the pee hole. <laughs> hey, I'd rather be getting some and having, getting shit on than having to dig tuna out of my pee hole. Ow. Well. On every- we hope you enjoyed the show. Don't forget to rate, review, and subscribe on iTunes and Spreaker. Um, reviews help people find the show. So if you enjoy listening to the show, help them find it. Give us a rate and review. Uh, you can also find us on Android with Google Play Music, Podcast Addict, Stitcher, Player FM, Spreaker, MyTuner, Your Listen, and whatever the hell else you're looking for. And yes, we are on Spotify now. So if you listen to Spotify on PC, Mac, uh, iPhone, Android, whatever, you can find us. Just search g.i. or g.i. Jesus Christ. g.n.a.spacepodcast, and you'll find us. You'll find us there. And and if you want to send gifts, go ahead and send a speaking spell to yeah, Cecil. Yeah, send me a speaking spell. If you have Google Assistant, you just do that, uh, hey, Google, and it does yep. it. Hey, Google, play the last episode of the GNA podcast. And my phone just went off. <laughs> <laughs> I remember that episode. Um, but yeah, hey, if we're not somewhere, let us know. We'll upload there. We were on some obscure ones that I didn't even know existed. And I didn't even know we were on, but we were on there. Uh, you can follow us on Twitter with at GNA, or just search at GNA Podcast or join the Discord chat. Just uh, see that pinned tweet. We're on Facebook. That's uh, where we try to keep all of our schedules and stuff set up. I was a little bit lax this weekend, but again, I was horribly drunk the entire time. But we try to keep our schedules up in there and in our Discord for things like our anime night, which is every Wednesday night. Our horror movie night, which is every second Saturday of the month, which we might jump up and do more. Who knows? Depends how many people get to show up. And our game show nights, which is every first Saturday of the month. Uh, We changed it up this month uh, just because of vacations and whatnot, but we're still going to have them. But yeah, check out our Facebook. Just search at GNA Podcast. You'll find us there. Uh, we started playing and hosting guests on our streaming feeds, such as www.twitch.tv forward slash GNA podcast and on Mixer at mixer.com forward slash GNA podcast. Uh, we have partnered with Humble Bundle, which is where we get all of our codes for our uh, game show night. So all of our all our codes that we give away on game show night all come from Humble Bundle. So, D, why don't you tell us about Humble Bundle, man? Mm-hmm. We have partnered with Humble Bundle. Tell us. Oh, shit. <laughs> Tell us about Humble Bundle, D. <laughs> Humble Bundle is a game purchasing service that we, Jen, are partnering with. 
Your purchases games like normally would be with a twist. Mm hmm <laughs> You choose what part goes to the publisher, to Humble Bundle, or to charity. You can give it all to charity if you want, or none of it. Your call. Throw that question mark partner equals DNA podcast at the end of your Humble Bundle link before you buy to let them know that we sent you that way. That's right. Us guys. So far this month, we've already raised $67.40 for charity through our partnership with Hunter Bundle. <whistles> that's a batch of bitter little pennies over there. Actually, I think that might be our best month, and that's just for September. So that's not even like... Oh, yeah. yeah. That's nine oh, yeah. days. Yeah. <laughs> that's awesome. Yeah, so... I think between Cecil and I, we just uh, went bankrupt. Yeah, man. They had some great bundles out there. And they had some great deals, too. I just I yep. couldn't give them up. I had to get that uh, Unity one they had up uh, because of the assets. Me, too. That alone. Oh, my God. And is it D, still up? Yes. Yes, it is. You should get it, D, for your game. Dude, for, oh, heck yeah. For 15 yeah. bucks, man, you are getting a shit ton of, of friggin' stuff. Games and assets. Hold up. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, I'll be right back. Oh, yeah. Uh, but they also have some other great, great bundles going on, too. So check them out. Um, just put that question mark, uh, question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end. All you got to do is click on whatever link you have, then go to the end of your link and just type that question mark partner equals GNA podcast at the end. And that lets them know that we sent you there. We also have links in our Discord and we throw them up on our Facebook and Twitter every now and then. But it just says that we sent you there, and honestly, there's a button there. Once you select it, there'll be a button to select where things go to. For instance, you'll be able to give money to us or give money to charities or give money to developers or give money to Humble Bundle. We want you to put ours straight down to zero. GNA Podcast does not want any of your money. We want you to give it to to charity. Sorry, just to let you know, because I'm hopping on there now to – Grab up that Unity bundle. So anybody that wants to get into game development, uh, pay what you want. Let's just you get one thousand six hundred and thirteen dollars worth of content. It's freaking awesome. Which and you can pay up to, well, up to what you want. But they have a thing for thirteen dollars, fifteen dollars, and twenty five for something that gives you over sixteen hundred dollars worth of value. Just putting that out there, because anybody that wants to be an upcoming developer, that is freaking sweet. Yeah, it's a great way to start, get some assets. And yeah, they may not be all the assets that you're looking for, but they'll be assets to start with. And it'll get you well on the way. And, of course, all those assets that you get, you can mess around with, you can change, you can you can make them your own. We're a proud member of the New Japan K community. So, don't forget to check out our friends Proxy Fox at Yadu Gaming and Caleb and Alex. God, I'm glad that was written down because I just completely blitzed on Alex's names again. I am so sorry, Alex. I've completely forgot your name every single time I've said anything about Geek Squatch. I, I'm a horrible person. I owe you beers or something. Memories of when you're on the show. Yeah. We want to thank Morgan BS Photography for our new logo and artwork. And while Shadow Fox couldn't be here because I've murdered him maliciously, I hope to resurrect him for the next show. I'm working on necromancy. Hopefully it's going to come back. Shadow Fox is working through some stuff. He's going to be back, though, stronger than ever. Um, don't forget to email us with questions, comments, death threats, whatever you want, at Podcast at one. We'd love to hear from you. I'm tired of clicking past the, hey, you got a message on Twitter. Or, hey, I'm an Arabian prince. Send me $150,000 and I'll make your world come true. You know, 
We have the technology. We have the funds. We can make the one million peso man. <laughs> what's, what's it gonna be? A brain in a jar? A dead brain in a jar? No. A brain in a uh, cracked pickle jar. Sounds about right. Uh, dude, don't even talk about pickle jars. I will freaking punch you <laughs> so hard. Oh my god, bad memories. Bad, bad memories. Fucking YouTube, man. I hate that shit. <laughs> Sounds like that might be an opener for the next show. If not a stinger. Ah. Uh, last but not least, check out our website at www.gnapodcast.com. We host our show there. We've got some pictures up there. Yeah, it's neglected, but most of us are. Have a great night, gentlemen. Thanks for hanging out. You as well, brother. You too. Night all. Pull out a can of Blue Moon and everyone